Andrew McCart, IFL TV in association with MTK Global. Once again, I am over the moon to be joined by the man that is David Diamante. David, first, I said it to you off, well, before I pushed record, man, that beard is is becoming badass now, brother. Badass. <laughs> yeah, it's it's starting to grow in a little bit, man. It's definitely there. I don't know if I'm going to keep it, but it's uh, it's definitely the quarantine beard. I, I like it. Well, I was, I, I was thinking about growing one, but then I was like, mm, nah, I, I don't know if I'll look. I've got too much gray in my beard, man, so. Yeah, I've actually never grown a beard, so this is my first time. I mean, I've always had a goatee for a long, really? for many years, but I've never grown the full beard, so this is kind of, it's kind of cool. We'll see, we'll see what happens. I think it's going to, I'm, I'm going to probably look like John O'Carroll pretty soon. Well, that, well listen, that's, that's, a, that's a thing you can aim for, a beard off for John O'Carroll. <laughs> right, that's it, that's it. Before we start I will talking, say this, though. I will say this. You know, it's funny because you, they always make a thing about if a guy should cut his beard, and I think a lot of it's gamesmanship. Like Adrian Broner sometimes comes in with that big beard, and John O'Carroll has the big beard, of course. But I'll tell you what, just even having this, this, I can feel a cushion. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm serious. So if I was fighting a guy with a big beard, I'd definitely make him cut it. I'm just, I'm just saying. <laughs> I really- <laughs> Yeah, I would too. I would too. Um, David, I like that. First and foremost, I want to say as well, I love the picture. You've got Muhammad Ali behind you there, and that is that's a great picture of the legend. My sister, this was a gift from my sister, and this hung in my cigar lounge for the last 10 years, and uh, I, had to, I had to bring it home. So I closed yeah. the lounge, had to bring this one home. So she, she was actually gifted this by uh, the uh, native people in, in uh, Australia which is wow. a really, she did a lot of work for the people down there and they, they gave her this, this uh, picture and she, you know, she likes boxing, but she's not really so into it. And she was like, I know exactly who this is going to go to. So it, was, uh, it means a lot to me. Definitely. Well, that's amazing. Before we start talking boxing, I want to find out how things, your part of the world, how are you coping with this sort of quarantine, this lockdown and stuff like that? You doing okay, brother? Yeah, yeah, doing really well. I mean, you know, listen, obviously New York's been hit really tough, uh, so that, that's a tough thing. And, and, you know, my heart goes out to the people that, that, that we've lost. Um, and, you know, I personally have lost several friends uh, from this. But I th- feel like we're on the upswing now. I feel like, uh, you know, we've, we've so, so-called flattened the curve. And um, I hope, uh, you know, things are going to get better from here. But me personally, I'm doing really well, man. I feel great. Um, eating really well, working out every day. I just, I feel healthy, man. I feel good. I feel ready to go. I've been doing a lot of writing, doing a lot of work. Um, so I, I feel great. The, the, for me, the quarantine's been great. Let's just hope for the, for the fighters, it's been some sparantine and they're ready for warranting. Because I'll tell you what, man. You <laughs> it's know. a good wordplay there, but I, the, the UK fighters haven't got anything in. They, they fight to, well, I spoke to a good number of UK fighters. I've seen a couple of U- US fighters. The, their gyms are still open. They're still managing to get some sparring good. and pad work. But here in the UK, the gyms are closed. Fighters have had to buy punching bags and put them up in their house, their backyard, their garage and stuff. There's been absolutely no sparring for UK fighters. No one-on-one with their coaching or nothing like that. So I think the UK side of things in terms of the fighters getting out there and training is, is next to nothing, really. The odd one here and there, that's it. But I want to quickly talk about... What's broke so far in the? Yeah, sure. I just want to say, just I I, want to make a point to what you said about the gyms. I mean, to be really honest with you, Andrew, I don't know what kind of gyms you came up in, but the gyms I came up in, they were basically really bare bones. Mm -hmm. They were basically uh, a mirror, um, bags, and a a ring. I mean, 
if you had some weights, they were usually like it was random off weights and weird dumbbells. And if there was an exercise bike, it was usually broken. And, you know, <laughs> so to be really honest, man, if it, you know, calisthenics, you know, you, you, you know, push ups and dips and, and jumping jacks, skipping rope, you know, just being in front of a mirror, doing your shadow boxing, whatever you need to do, that, that's really a whole lot of stuff that you can do there. So really what you need is, is you just need the, the mentality because no matter what, you can stay in shape. But, you know, obviously you want to take it to the next level with sparring and stuff like that. You mm -hmm. need things, but uh, you can stay in shape if you want to. I think that's the thing. It's the, the staying in shape is easy, they say, but it's the, it's the warrior mentality, getting punched in the face, throwing punches, tasting your... I might sound a bit grotesque here, tasting your own blood and you know that sort of mentality some fighters have got that they want to get in there and just have a war and have a fight, have a spa. Even just touching the pads with their coach and their coach, you know, that's the thing that they're missing the most because hitting a bag is, is one thing and keeping in shape. I think they actually, well, I spoke to Josh Taylor for one, uh, John O'Carroll as well. They've both said that they're just missing getting in and having a little rollabout and there's some sparring. But hopefully, like you said, we're on the upswing. So hopefully we can start seeing positive things coming in the near future well i'll tell you i agree with you and i think maybe when, when we when we get back to action when we finally do maybe those first few rounds of each fight are going to be great because yeah, yeah, yeah. you guys are be ready for a tear-up man you know <laughs> well, that, it'll be Hagler hearns all over again well that's know? what we're hoping that's what i'm hoping anyway <laughs> exactly <laughs> uh, well let's talk about let's talk about things that getting back to normal with some sort of normality yeah. well i know you, you keep your ear to the ground you 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 always know a lot about the, the sport of boxing. Eddie Hearn has come out and said that he's going to start his fight camp. You've obviously seen this on his Instagram and whatever he's put out in articles that he's looking, I don't know if you've been to Matchroom HQ, they've got a big backyard. He's hoping to put on fights, stage, well, stage fights in the backyard of Matchroom HQ. Obviously, there's going to be no crowd there, but as a start, we're going to get some televised fights. This is going to happen in July. I just want to get your thoughts on Eddie's sort of proposals and getting boxing back here in the UK. Well, listen, I mean, obviously we've seen the UFC do it. You know, we know that ESPN and Top Rank are going to be starting their cards really soon in Las Vegas. So I love the fact that Eddie's getting it going. I think the model's there to do it. Um, really, for me, it's all about what the what the authorities say. You know, the BBBFC, um, you know, the commissions in America, if in the doctors, if they say it's good and we're safe and we're ready to rock, man, let's go. You know, I'm ready to go. So, um, you know, Eddie's always cutting edge like that. And he's not one to, to sit back on his laurels, man. He's always... He's always ready to go, and, and he's always uh, pushing, pushing the sport to the next level. And that's why I love being with a guy like him, because uh, I, I feel like, you know, I'm like that too. And, and you know, no rest for the wicked, man. We're, we're, trying to, we're trying to go. So, you know, as far as any specifics, that's all speculation. Um, I would never want to speculate on anything. So I'll let Eddie make any announcements on anything like that. But uh, I'm really looking forward to getting back, and, and hopefully we can get back soon. Well, uh I want to ask you a personal question then, David. How much are you missing at the, the sport of boxing? How much are you missing holding the mic? How much are you missing? Obviously, now you might not get the fan, the, the atmosphere, but how much are you missing just seeing the fighters coming into the ring, announcing them into the ring, holding their hand up and stuff like that? It's a personal sort of thing. How much are you missing it, I suppose? Well, no, I mean, I love it. I really do. But I have to be honest. I mean, I, I love what I'm doing now because I'm, I'm watching a lot of old fights. I'm doing a lot of writing, reading. I'm, I'm staying involved, with, I'm talking to a lot of different fighters. People are calling me, you know, Michael Buffer texting me and uh, Dillian White, all, all kinds of people calling, texting, 
Um, and that's been really great. I just had a, a talk with Richard Reactor the other day, I've seen uh, that. British, I've seen that. British champ, which was really fun. You know, he's a great guy. Um, obviously, that great fight with CBS and, and his fight with Sam Hyde. And uh, maybe there'll be the Acoli dust up in the future. We'll see. Um, but 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 so I've been staying very, very in tune to the sport. And, and I'm, you know, I'm not new to this. I'm true to this. So I've been doing this for a long time. Um, so you know, two months to have off is, is fine for me. I mean, look, do I miss it? Of course I miss it. But I also love being home and being able to, to talk to my family, see my family, catch up with old friends and and take care of, of Dave for a little bit. You mm -hmm. know, that's kind of nice too. And, and I haven't been in New York, man. I love this place. <laughs> this, this is a pretty cool place. I haven't been here forever. <laughs> it's like, I don't even, I don't even recognize it. <laughs> what is this thing you call New York? Yeah, well, welcome you know, back. I, welcome home, David. Welcome home. Yeah, wow. It's like, you know, it's really cool. So so I don't mind it. You know, I'm, like I said, I'm eating really healthy. Um, I'm making the super shake in the in the morning, man. If you There's literally like 18, 19 ingredients to it. I mean, turmeric, collagen, kale, broccoli, spinach, cacao, goji berries, spirulina, you know, strawberries, uh, blueberries. It's like got everything, man. It's like super food. Now, text me, text me, morning. text me, and I'll do it tomorrow. I think that's why the beard's coming in, man. I think that's what happened with the beard. No, but I, I feel strong as an ox, man. I feel really healthy. I feel great. Um, and, it, you know, it's just I'm ready to go. Look, this is the thing, man. It's really all about mental strength. And you know, I, we can get through anything for, for a certain amount of time. And this has only been a couple months. And, and I know it's really hard for some people and this and that. And I know that. But really... Uh, we're gonna we're, we're gonna get through this again. Tough times don't last. Tough people do. So yeah, I miss it, but I'm fine. Um, I'm just I'm ready for it to come back, but I'm I'm fine. I think if if Eddie get, gets the green light and puts these shows out in the UK, are you hoping to? I'm hoping the flights will get back up and running to get a flight over and do the announcing over here for the UK. Obviously, the the zone side of things, the Sky Sports side of things. Would you get jump on a flight and come over to do the announcing? Well, again, I would never want to speculate anything. So we really have to wait to see what happens. Again, it's about the authorities. You know, if, if the BBBFC deem this is good, if the, if the British government, you know, Boris Johnson, whatever, they decide that this is the right way to, that they want to reopen and do things, then I'm in. You know, if the question is, am I available and willing? Yes, that's the question. And you know that. Yeah. You know that. Definitely. I mean, I, I think I asked you this question the first we spoke over a month. I think it was a month ago we spoke when this quarantine just sort of was like two, three weeks in. Yeah. And you were given you were saying like it's now time for to see the fights that we want to see. Now it's we don't have yeah. to wait for the fights anymore. This quarantine sure. has gave us emphasis to see the big fights now. Right. In the UK, obviously yeah. we're gonna have to see UK fighters against UK fighters in the US. We're gonna have to see US fighters against US fighters because you obviously can't fly people in. But sure. in the UK side of things, what matchups would you like to see? I mean do you keep your oh. ear to the ground, like I said? Okay, there's so many good ones. There's so many good ones. But let's start, I think, uh, well, I mean, obviously the top of the bill would have to be, let's start with the heavyweights, AJ and Fury. Yeah. Now, of course, AJ uh, or, or Fury Wilder looks like it's more on tap, but maybe not. Maybe not with the, with the, with the, the country differences. Maybe we can, we can get AJ Fury made. Who knows? Uh, but that, that would be a dream fight, of course. Um, I always like to see Dillian White in action. Uh, so anyone there. 
um, look, I want to see JJ and DD, you know, Joe Joyce and Daniel Dubois. That's a, that's a great uh, domestic dust up that I wanted to see. Um, you know, Hey, big John Fury against any of these guys, right? No, 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 of course not. But there's, there's, isn't there some guy that was talking, talking? Yeah, yeah, yeah. A guy called Mickey, a weightlifter called Mickey Thiel. It sounded like he was going to get, uh, you know, he was going to get, uh, uh, you know, tattooed up. Um, then you also have, again, the cruiserweights. I was just talking about them. So Akoli, React Poor, CBS, you got Hyde. Um, there's also, um, uh, who else? Tommy McCarthy is there, right? So, um, so that's kind of cool right there. And then, okay, super middleweights, two fights that I would love to see domestic if, if we could get them. You know, you got BJ Saunders and obviously Callum Smith are kind of there. But then also Callum Smith and John Ryder. I think John Ryder really wants that rematch. Yeah, he does. So that would be a great fight. And, and, and I'm not mad at that fight at all. I'm not mad at that, at that fight at all. Um, if we talk about 160 pounds and we're talking about the UK, I will say, uh, I mean, you've got, you got some guys, maybe they're not world level. Okay. But you got like Felix cash. Mm -hmm. Uh, you got Linus Eudophia, um, got Marcus Morrison, right. Yeah, yeah, Marcus Morrison, and, yeah. and also, um, Liam Williams is there. So, you know, you got some, some matchups that could be made there. That could be pretty good. Um, you know, that's, that's at middleweight. Um, at, at super welter, as far as – so, okay, a couple things. I mean, obviously, we wanted to see the Fowler-Fitzy uh, rematch, okay? Now, I don't know what's going on with Fitzy. I know he had a little bump in the road there, and I don't know. To be honest, I really don't know anything about that. But wasn't he – he going wasn't Fowler in a in a in a war with two tanks with with O'Hara Davies? Yes. Did you see that? Did you see any of this? Yeah, there was some jong going on. You know, Fowler likes to get into those 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 Twitter wars with yeah, these yeah, people. Yeah, yeah. So that that could be super cool. And if you want to go on a world level, what about Beefy and and Special K? What about Liam Smith and Kel Brook? Why not? I mean, why not, man? It's a great fight, man. I mean. We look. We have wanted Amir Khan and special and 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 uh, Kell Brook for, forever. I don't think that's going to happen, or at least not right now. It's not looking like it. But at least I think that that Liam Smith fight with Kell Brook that's a really nice fight. I, I think it's a super compelling fight. Would love. I would love to see that fight. Um, that's you know if I'm if I'm a matchmaker there, which I'm not. But uh, as a fan, I would like to see that. Okay, I'm ch I'm thinking here now. One forty seven. There's a couple fights, but you know what? So this is the thing. The real fight at 147, kind of domestic, but it's not 100% domestic. I want to see PBK, okay? The Sunderland Charge, Josh Pretty Boy Kelly against David Avenesian. We've been waiting for this fight. Come on, man. It just seems like it's destined not to happen. No, I, I know. It's like the second time. It's like, no. Come on. I want this fight to happen so much. I think it's a really great fight. And look, I think, I think uh, Ray Robinson gave, gave PBK a, a tough fight at, at MSG at Madison Square Garden uh, on the undercard of the, of the first Joshua Reese fight. That was a tough fight. And I think a lot of people, I put a lot of people were kind of like, hmm, maybe Josh isn't as great as, as we think he is. But, I, you know, we got to give him a chance to, to prove that. And I think the David Amnesian fight would be a really nice one. 
Um, you know, you got Connor Ben. I mean, how exciting is Connor Ben? Okay. And maybe he's not world level yet, but man, he comes out throwing. He's getting bad and bad. He's fire, and he's getting better and he's dedicated. He's a great kid, man. I really like Connor Ben. I would love to see him against any, maybe Luther Clay. What about Luther Clay? Mm -hmm. Also really exciting. Good looking 147 out there right now. So th there are some guys on the domestic level that, that could cause some problems. You know, if we're talking about super lightweight, there's just some guys that I really like here. You know, again, we're not talking per se world level, but you know, you got your, you got your Lewis Ritzens, uh, obviously Robbie Davies Jr. in Liverpool, you know, Lewis is in, is up in Newcastle, um, Jack Catterall. Um, then you got the guy from Malmesbury, Joe Hughes. So there's, there's some good guys there. Can I give you something that, please? I'm pretty sure that there was, there's been talk about, Jack Carroll facing Josh Taylor. Now, not, not, not talk is in, oh, it's going to happen next, but people look like yeah. that fight. Now, right. I mean that they're both for MTK, they're both from this, they're, they're both sitting on this island. I mean, yeah, yeah, does, that yeah. make, does that make sense to you? They're both world uh, level as well. I think that right now, I'm not saying it doesn't make sense. Um, look, there's so many matchups I want to see, but I have to tell you, I believe Josh Taylor is hitting on another level. I believe Josh Taylor is probably the elite 140 right now in, in the world. And I'm not just saying it because you're from Scotland. Come on. <laughs> but I, I love Josh Taylor. Uh, I'm a huge fan of his. I, I have been for a very long time. Um, I think that he has the mentality, not just the skill. In fact, his mentality is what puts him over the edge. And, and it, like we saw that in that pro gray fight. I thought that pro gray fight was, was, was that close but I thought it was his mental edge. He really has the warrior spirit inside of him. And he believes this is his destiny. And I've seen it in him from, 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 a, from a young age. So uh, he, I really like Josh Taylor. And, and I love a lot of other guys at 140 that I think are more on his level. You know, Jose Ramirez, obviously, but that's not domestic. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of a problem there. Regis Progre, I'd love to see a rematch. That's probably not going to happen. You know, Maurice Hooker's there. All these guys at 140. I mean, my favorite kind of – one of my favorite fighters in the world right now is Mikey Garcia, and he's campaigning, obviously, at 147. But I believe he's got better fights lower, and, and, and I would love to see him at 140. The real fight I would like to see him at is at 135. I'd like to see him fight Lomachenko. That, that's the fight that should have happened. And, 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 I, and I really believe, to be honest with you, that it's, it's, it's going to hurt Lomachenko's legacy and, and possibly Mikey's. I mean, look, who, what, you need signature wins. You know, we sit here and talk about the four kings. We sit here and talk about, you know, uh, uh, guys like Sugar Ray Leonard and, we, and, and, and Oscar De La Hoya and Mike Tyson. These guys, these guys had massive wins. Muhammad Ali, massive wins. Foreman and Frazier and Norton. I mean, these are serious fights against real opponents you have to have the right dance partner if you want to if you really want to make that statement for your legacy i think that's what it is and and you know right now everybody says how you know lomachenko is you know high tech he's the best you know and 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 he's great he really is but i feel like you need to fight the best same with javante davis mm -hmm. and he's a great fighter but like let's see him fight these guys like Mikey Garcia was good. You know, he went up and fought uh, Errol Spence, but Errol Spence is too big for him. 
you know um he just he just handled jesse vargas okay that was great and and, and he's such a good fighter that i believe he can campaign at 147 and he believes he can and he's doing it now i just think there's better fights for him lower yeah um so i kind of went off on a little tangent there but 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 i've got all night don't worry no i i, I just you know I would like to see those fights. So Josh Taylor, I mean, like Josh Taylor against Mikey Garcia. Are you kidding me? My, I'm salivating. That that is an incredible fight. I don't know, I don't know who to pick in that fight. That's that is a hell of a fight. And that one, you know, I don't know, but that's a hell of a fight. I, it, I'd have to see in the build up how the fighters looked before I decided who I'd go with. But like, that's a great fight. So look, but Catterall, why not? If they want to do Catterall, why not? Mm -hmm. Definitely. But I just I feel like really Josh Taylor right now is 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 the elite 140 to me in the world. You know, um, it's just it's just what I what I think. Definitely, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna argue with that. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> I mean, so it, lightweight. Um, unfortunately, we didn't have the Lee Selby fight. We were supposed to have the Lee Selby fight. Um, you know, uh, he was fighting uh, George Cambosis, right? Yes, yeah. And he just had a great fight of, over the Rickster, speaking of Scots, you know, Ricky Burns, uh, that we all love, love Ricky Burns. Um, let's see. I mean, there's not a ton on the, on the domestic scene. I mean, you got Atif Shafiq, you got James Tennyson, right? There, there's some guys there, but, but not really, you know, Tennyson lost to Farmer, and I wouldn't really say they're, they're on that world level right now. Um, if we're talking about 130 super feather, I think we do have some elite fighters, at least, at least coming up. And the guy that I really want to shout out is um, from Wales and that's the Welsh wizard, um, Joe Cordina. Cordina. I, I like him. And I think that Cordina, I don't know if he's world level yet, but we're about to find out. I think, I think mm -hmm. Cordina, I mean, he just had this great win over uh, Enrique Tinoco um, who, who we saw have a yeah. great fight uh, uh, against, um, uh, uh, Jordan Gill. Jordan Gill. Uh, you know, uh, in that was Nottingham, right? Was that Nottingham? Nottingham? Yeah, yeah. yeah, Nottingham. Yeah, yeah. So, but Joe Cordina put on a clinic. I mean, it was a beautiful, beautiful uh, affair. If you guys missed that fight, you should watch it. I thought that was really going to be a great litmus test uh, for Joe Cordina, and I just think Joe is ready for it. He seems really on point. And he just boxed so nicely. And look, Tinoco is kind of pedestrian, you know, but, but Tinoco is tough, tough like a dog. He'll eat shots to give his. He doesn't care. Very tough Mexican fighter from, from Rosarita right outside Tijuana. Um, just a super hard fighter. And Cordina did what he needed to do to step up. So I'd like to see him kind of come to go to that next level. I think he's ready for that. And I think we'll, we'll see. We'll see if he's ready for that. So that's going to be really interesting. Um, let's see, 126. Uh, a few things that I want to see, okay? As far as UK, I want to see Leeds versus Sheffield, okay? Leeds v. Sheffield. We can make that happen. You know what I'm talking about? Josh Wellington against My man, Galahad. <laughs> let's do it, baby. Uh -huh. Let's do it. Let's do it. I, I think, you know, I love Kid Galahad. I'm a huge fan of his. Uh, I know there's a lot of people aren't, but I am. I really like the guy. Um, I just think he he just lives and breathes the sport. 
And I think he's due another shot. I think that was a close fight. And I, I think a lot of people want to see that fight. So I would like to see that. Um, you know, uh, I'm trying to think of who else is there. Um, You've got like uh, Mick Conlon's there. He's Mick, I, Mick I, Conlon's there. He's with top rank. But, yeah. you know, you, you also got the guy from uh, from uh, Mongolia, Tugstoat Niambar. He's in that division. Mm -hmm. I mean, he's not, a, he's not a Brit, but he's there. You know, there was a fight. There was a fight that I loved. Um, it, it was a great fight. It was for the WBO strap. And, you know, a lot of people don't talk about this fight, but I, I, if you guys um, have a little time to watch, this, wasn't, this was a pretty recent fight. Um, it was Jesse Magdaleno. Uh, he fought Isaac Dogbay. I don't know if you guys saw that fight. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, well, I saw it anyway, yeah, yeah. You know, that fight to me was such a beautiful fight for a number of reasons. You know, Magdaleno, really tough charge, man you know, Mexican-American, um, tough California kid. And, and uh, Isaac Dogbay, you know, he fights out of Africa. And he, it was like, to me, he was like on a, it was like a spiritual thing. Like you could tell he was conjuring up the spirits, man, to in the middle of that fight. Because when the fight started, he started getting tattooed hard. Like Magdalena was putting it on him. Mm -hmm. But Dogbay came back and he dug deep. And it was like, again, it was like he got on that red phone, like to the man upstairs and was like, you know, his, his whole, like his whole crew, like they chant in the corner and they just get him going, man. And he just, he's feeling it. It's almost like Pacquiao. Like when Pacquiao used to fight, he would go into the corner and he would pray. And it was like, I always say like, he's on that red phone. I don't know if you guys know that, like in baseball, You'll yeah, see yeah. a, a the pictures, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he'll get on the phone, and it's like, or like, or like, you know, the, like the president. They always say like he's got that that the red, you know, the button. He gets on the phone to to start like the war, you know. <laughs> but it's like that phone. I believe like pe some people have that red phone where you can talk to that man upstairs. I know I have it. Mm -hmm. I know I have it because I'm a God fearing man, and I get on my knees and I pray, and I get a lot of strength from that. And so for me, it's like if I get on that red phone, you're in trouble. <laughs> you're in trouble. Okay, you're, no, you're in trouble. And, and, but let me, let me finish the story. So the fight happened. He came back. He won that fight. It was, it was beautiful. But, but this, is, this is the part of the, the story that I love so much. And this is why I, I love boxing so much. These guys, you know, beforehand, it was like all about Jesse Magdaleno. All the cameras were on him. He was the guy. Oh, my God. No one really cared about Isaac Dogbay, okay? The moment he stopped Magdaleno, it was like all the shine went to Dog Bay, okay? And he went and he prayed. He was with his, he was his camp. But then he pushed through all that to get to, to, get to Magdaleno, who was just dejected. I mean, you could just see him just dejected. And he just hugged him. Just You know what I mean? To show that respect. Like, listen, champ, you, you gave me this opportunity. And you fought like a warrior. And it was a beautiful, beautiful scene. I, I think you guys should watch that fight. Beautiful fight. So, you know, that's, you know, we're talking SBW, Super Bantamweight. Yeah, We can yeah, talk yeah. about that. Um, okay, what did you want to say? What else? No, I was going to say, what, what Isaac Dogway, <laughs> he, he says, hey ho, is it hey ho, he screams, his team shouts. I can't remember the sort of phrase that he shouts. I don't know the, the I lyrics. Hey ho, song, but I, can't, I, I can't quite remember. I don't, I don't know if it's in English, but it's like, it seems like it's, he's got a whole crew with him. Yeah, it's Ghanaian. And they, I think it's and Ghanaian. they really chant, like they really get into it, and it's just, it's beautiful. Definitely, I love that. Definitely. I really love that. Can we can we go down just a notch to one eighteen? Let's go one one eight. Let's go the little Let's guys. I like the little guys, David. I like the little just guys. Just for a second, and I want to bring up a Scott Lightning <laughs> Lee McGregor. <laughs> I like him, man. I like him a lot. I like him a lot.
So you got him. You got uh, he's. I'm kind of hot on him right now in in for the UK scene. Um, so maybe something there with him. Um, as far as Superfly, you got Charlie Edwards. You got Sonny Edwards. You got Cal Yafai, who obviously had that really tough outing against Chocolatito. We went, I was out. We went out in Texas for that fight. Yeah. Yeah, that was tough. That was really tough. I mean, he really, he really. You know, it's funny because Cal Yafai, the longest reigning British champion, you know, he had the belt for the, for the longest time and class. I mean, class, first of all, a really amazingly nice guy, a really great fighter, but he just was outclassed. Maybe, you know, it's possible sometimes. It's funny because, you know, he, he grew up watching Chocolatito and loving him. He said that. And mm -hmm. maybe he just got a little starstruck in there. I don't know. I don't know. Um, he would have to answer that. I don't know what happened. But he, he was outclassed in that fight. Um, and then, it, you know, if we talk about Superfly, or not Superfly, if we talk about Flyweight, you know, we could talk about Andrew Selby. Okay, fine, right? But really, to be honest with you, I think one of my favorite fighters in the world right now is at this weight. And can, I, can I guess? Can I guess? You got it. You know it. Is it Jay Harris? No. 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 Julio Cesar Martinez, man. Oh, then I thought you were talking about UK fight. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. No, Sorry. yeah, but, yeah, but you know, okay, Jay Harris is there, sure. Yeah, he, fought, he fought Martinez, so that's why I was thinking. Yeah, I mean, yeah. He, 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 fought, he put on a, you know, a good fight, but it's like, like we said, there's, there's levels to it, and this kid is on a different level, man. He's a monster. I don't think anyone at 112 wants to face this kid. Can you imagine Martinez at heavyweight? What type of fight he would be? <laughs> it's amazing. He's amazing. Like a little Mike Tyson. That's what he reminds me of. A little Mike Tyson. It's a little guy that just walks in yeah. like that compact. But it's just reckless abandon, though, mm -hmm. because it's like Mike Tyson, but with the but with the Mexican style. Because he doesn't mind to to get hit to get his in there. He he doesn't mind. Tyson, you know, Tyson had a really good defense and was really quick and coming up. And you know, he he got hit. Look, you you you're not going to walk through the rain and not get wet. You're going to get punched. But but um, but but Tyson had a really great defense. Julio Cesar Martinez, like, he just, he just comes with it, man. And he just throws fire. And it's like punches and bunches and, like, yeah. yo. But, it's, but it's, like, it's, like a, it's like a skilled barroom brawler. Yeah, he throws every shot with anger, doesn't he? Like, even his yeah, jab, like every shot with anger. He's just, like. That intent, man. Like, almost like an Edwin Valero. Like, just oh, nasty. Wow. Just mm. nasty. You know, like, Valero, he had that, he had that great fight uh, in Tijuana with, um, I can't remember his name right now. Um, I know the guy, the Mexican fighter, really good fighter. And in early in the fight, it was like the first or second round, Valero's head was split wide open. I mean, wide open. It was terrible. Bleep. Didn't even – it was like, yo, Andrew, it was like nothing. Didn't even affect him. He just – it was like he just loved it. He was yeah, just, yeah. A, just a born fighter. Julio Cesar Martinez is a born fighter. Love him. 112, man. Super exciting, the flyweights. I love the little guys. They didn't get much attention maybe 10 years ago, but now everyone's yeah. done. But Chocolatito, um, maybe Martinez now. All the little guys are getting love now, which is good to see because they add excitement with us. They may not have the power, but they've got the speed and the, 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 the veracity that they fight at, the punches and bunches and stuff. Like that. I really like the little guys. So. Yeah, I mean, they can be. It depends. Sometimes they're not, but sometimes the heavyweights are boring. It, you know, that's the whole thing about fights, right? It's, I love the whole you know, uh, Forrest Gump, you know, life is like a box of chocolates. You never know what you're going to get. And, and I've always said it, you know, fights are like that. You know, you know, when you, your, your, your grandma would give you that, that, that 
thing of Cadbury chocolates or whatever, and you, you bite into one and it's kind of gross or it's got nougat or something. I don't know what it was, you know, and then you bite into the one and it's got the, it's got the caramel with the, with the cashew or whatever. <laughs> you don't know which one you're going to get. It might be good. It might not be good. And, and with fights, again, you know, styles make fights. Okay. We can all say that it's true. It's true. Styles do make fights, but sometimes you can put two guys together with great styles. It doesn't, it doesn't add up. Sometimes it's a can't miss, you know, look, we, we, we can almost go 18 years to the day of Gaddy Ward 1, which is one of the greatest fights of all time. And that happened on May 18th. So it was just like last week, right? Mm-hmm. You know, and that fight, that was a can't-miss fight. And it turned out to be a can't-miss fight, you know. Um, just seesaw action. Both guys hurt. I mean, it had everything. It had everything. It's really an epic war uh, that will stand the test of time. Might not even be – that fight might not ever be beaten in terms of – the, dr- the drama behind it, the knockdowns, seeing Gatti hurt, then Ward coming back, and it's just one of the all-time best fights. And you even mentioned that. I think I, I, said, I asked you the question in the first interview. I said, what kind of fights should pe- fight fans be watching during quarantine? And that was your first fight you went to. That was your go-to fight. Go and watch yeah. Gatti Ward one. It, it's, it's, and, and, you know, round, they say round nine is the, is the famous round in there, but the, yeah. really the whole fight, you know, because it's what, what's great about the fight and what makes a lot of fights great is, again, these guys were not world-class fighters at that time. They, they were more, you know, Gaddy, was, Gaddy definitely was more of a, a, a technician, but like, you know, neither one of them were going to be on a pound for pound list but they were the right dance partner at the right time. And they were on that collision course and people wanted to see it. And, you know, I just, that fight is incredible. You know, one thing that makes a fight so special is when there's seesaw action and it really had it, you know, the first couple of rounds, it was, it was really, you know, Ward had some shots, but it was really Gaddy because he was just outclassing him. But Gaddy was one of those guys. If you hit him really nicely, just drag him right into, you can drag him right into a street fight. You didn't have to try too hard, man, because the guy loved it. And, and in round three, that fight started a seesaw, you know, and then Buddy McGirt was in, was in uh, Gaddy's corner, and he was like, he was like, don't get dragged into a fight. Like, don't do this. Like, he, he saw it. He was like, don't do it. And then round four, you know, Gaddy, or, uh, Ward, uh, Gaddy hit Ward with the low blow. Frank Cappuccino took a point. And he had been warned earlier, and some people said it was only two warnings, or it was only one warning, but it's actually not true. In that fight, if you watch that fight closely, I don't, it was like maybe 48 seconds into that round, you hear Frank, or 48 seconds left in that round, you can hear Frank Cappuccino saying, keep them up, Arturo, keep the punches up. Like, Frank Cappuccino was one of the best referees. Um, A great guy from Philly, I, I knew him, and wonderful man, but just class. And, and he, he warned him again. He said, keep it up. The thing that was weird about it, and it kind of hurts because, you know, it's funny. It's like the more we think about that fight, it almost doesn't really matter who won because, but you know, I mean, look, Ward won that fight, okay, majority decision. But it's almost like it doesn't really matter. Everyone won. Like the fans won. And, and it didn't hurt either of their legacies really to me who won or lost. It was such a beautiful affair. But – you know, for a majority decision like that, that one point changed the fight. It really changed the score of the fight. Um, because you had one card even, you had one guy winning by one point, and you had another guy by a couple points. So that point changed the fight. Yeah. And that punch, if you watch it, it's a low blow. It's a low blow. But it wasn't, it wasn't intentional. It wasn't intentional. You know, and then, so then round five, you come back round five, 
the fight's seesawing back and forth. Gaddy's kind of getting the better of it. But at the end of round five is when your war just opens up with like this five punch combination to the head and like totally sons Arturo and then just unleashes. It was like a 20 punch unanswered combination to end round five. You're like, oh my God. Like right when you think maybe Gaddy's got this, you're like, and, and, and Buddy McGirt's like, what are you doing? Like he's freaking out. And then it's just it's round six and seven was more Gaddy than, you know, then round eight came and it, it just, and then round nine was the famous round. And, and even one thing that a lot of people don't know is Buddy McGirt climbed the stairs with the towel to throw in the towel. And Frank Cappuccino didn't see that. And the HBO cameras didn't see that either. Mm-hmm. He didn't throw it because Gaddy somehow summoned, you know, get it, talk about getting on the red phone. Gaddy just had that thing where he could just dig so deep, and so did Ward. And Ward would do this thing like Mickey Ward is, you know, his signature shot is that left to the liver, man, that body shot. But he's like, you know, most guys, they'll hit you to the body, hit you to the body, so you, so you drop your hands, and then they'll go to the head, right? Yeah, that's how it usually works because guys are up here. So, you know, you go to the body, go to the, drop their hands, then you can go upstairs. Ward was totally the opposite. Ward would hit you to the head, hit you that so you so 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 you would bring your hands up to protect your head, and then he'd go to your body, like he wanted your body. That's what you Ricky know? Hatton used to do as well, believe it or not. Ricky Hatton used to do that, which was yeah. Used to, Ricky Hatton used to touch, 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 and then lip it right down at the bottom. Yeah. Anyway, great fight. Definitely. You mentioned you we mentioned Mike Tyson a couple of times during this interview, I want to just get your thoughts. I'm sure you've seen Mike Tyson release some videos of him hitting the pads and stuff like that on social media. He's obviously said that he's he's coming back and stuff like that. David, I just want to get your opinion, your thoughts on the great man that is Mike Tyson and his ambition to enter the ring one last time. Uh, You know, listen, will I watch it? Of course. As far as... So what's the actual question? Just how do I feel about that? Well, how, yeah, how do you feel about Tyson? Because we've seen a 38-year-old Tyson get beat by Danny Williams and Kevin McBride in the later stages of his career. He's 53 now. And even though he looks good in them pads at 53, when he, I seen him smashing them pads when he released the video, he looks good. Do you think it's dangerous? or do you like what, What's your thoughts on the whole thing about coming back? Because Evander Holyfield was coming back as well here. So I just want to get well, your opinion on this. Again, this is a lot of speculation. There's a lot of speculation. Um, you know, it depends who he's fighting. You know, I wouldn't want to see him fight uh, AJ. You know, I think that would be a problem. But as far as someone his own age, if him and Holyfield want to do an exhibition, you know, they can do that. I mean, they could do whatever they want. Um, would I just doing it? No. But uh, I would definitely watch it. I mean, listen, Mike Tyson is such an enigmatic character. He always brings the, the viewers and, you know, all these laymen, you know, I'm sure a lot of us out there, if you're watching this video, you're a boxing nut like us, right? And so you're a boxing person. So, by the way, shout out to all the boxing heads out there. <laughs> Thanks for watching, guys. We're Thank nothing you. without you, so we need the fans. Yeah. But, like, if you're watching this, you're a boxing nut. So, you know, you talk to your friends that know nothing about boxing and they'll go, Mike Tyson, first thing they say everything Mike Tyson right and and you know the truth of the matter is look he's a Brooklyn guy like I am and 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 I will always love Mike Tyson and I thought he was an amazing fighter but the truth is I felt like Mike Tyson's weakness was more about you know I, I felt like Mike Tyson was always a bully in the ring 
and he had a bully mentality. And a lot of his fights, he had scared guys before they even entered the ring. He had already won those fights. I mean, Frank Bruno looked shook. You know, Spinks looked shook. I mean, these guys were – they didn't know what to do with themselves. And once he started to fight guys that were not worried about it, that were ready to face him, and they were not scared of him, like a Holyfield, like a Lewis, he was exposed. And, you know, I'm not trying to say that he's not one of the most devastating punchers of all time, or if you put him like a prime Tyson against a prime Marciano against a prime Ali. I mean, these are all great, you know, mix and matches. But the, the fact that the matter is if you get a mentally strong fighter in there against Tyson, he, he had problems with that because you had to take Tyson into deeper water or get him out of his game plan. And I think that's what Holyfield did the first time. And it's what he definitely did the second time. And that's why Tyson bit his ear because he was looking for a way out. So we're looking at a different Mike Tyson now. I think that Mike Tyson has evolved as a human being. By the way, I just want to say, he did like this one man show on Broadway years ago. I remember, I remember, yeah, yeah. And I went to it and it was really, really good. It was really good. And Mike is a, he's an amazing guy, but Mike is still a fighter. And there's no doubt that Mike can still fight. I mean, you see those things. But at 53, what kind of wind is he going to have? Like, he looks great in those <laughs> for 10-second clips. But what happens when, you know, it's like if you get in a fight with a guy in a parking lot, you know, you know, some guy, you guys are John and John. If you know how to move, when the guy starts to take a poke at you, you just move for a little bit. You move for the first 15, 20 seconds when that guy's just going hard. And this is what he's going to be doing. <gasps> and then you just tap him up. I mean, if you know how to fight, that's how you do it. And I don't know that Mike is going to have the wind to go 12 rounds. I mean, it's not going to be a world title. So when he, even if it's a four-rounder butterbean exhibition, you know, four rounds is a lot longer than it seems. So I don't know what kind of shape his lungs are in. You know, he's, he's, he's got his whole pot farm now and whatever. So, you know, we'll see. But, look, the guy could still throw a punch. I'm sure he could still knock anyone out. Um, Evander Holyfield, you know, I worked with Evander for a long time, and I, I was announcing for his promotion company, so I spent a lot of time with him. He's a wonderful guy. And I can tell you this, Evander's is a – he's got a work ethic like none other. So if Evander says he's going to come back, guess who's in the gym right now? Well, I've seen, I've seen, I've seen videos of Vander in the gym, and he's got, for a guy his age, his physique is scary, phenomenal. It is he's an unbelievable person. He's an unbelievable person. But again, like you said, I think that on a selfish point of view, as a boxing fan, if Vander and Tyson, Mike Tyson, I was about to say Tyson Fury there, Mike Tyson, do you have this exhibition four rounder? I'm watching it. I am watching. Yeah, it. of course, of course. I'm going to watch any boxing. You know, I'm going to watch it, but um. You know, look, I hope that both guys stay safe. I think I think if it's for fun, I love it. If they're really trying to knock each other's block off, I, I really, to be honest, I don't, I don't need to see that because it's all after the fact. You know, it's almost like it's just after the fact. It's just after the fact. Yeah, I know what you mean. I know what you mean, yeah. No, yeah. I don't, you know, you want to see it when it counts. It's like Mayweather-Pacquiao. I mean, it was kind of after the fact. And look what happened. Mm -hmm. So, look, if they're having fun and they're just going to tap each other up a little bit, that's great, you know. But if they're really going to go for broke, you know, interesting. <laughs> we'll see. Well, David, I don't know. Is there anything I've missed in terms of what's happened in the boxing world of late? Have I missed anything? Have we covered everything? Or is there anything you'd like to add? 
No, I mean, I think there, I think there's a, always a ton more to talk about, but I think we've, we've talked for quite a bit and we can always pick this back up again later. I'm glad to see you're safe. And um, I just want to say to the fans, thank you for holding in there. And I hope you guys are staying safe and, and doing the right thing. And, and, and we hope to be back really soon. And that's it. And, and, you know, obviously I'm on Instagram at David Diamante, please follow there. Um, working on a whole lot of stuff. So um, using this quarantine time to, 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 to really just do good things and, and to stay up on what's happening and um, spend quality time with the people that I love. And, and that's it. Well, David, let's end it the way you, you start every headline fight. End it right now. The fight starts now. There we go, my man. David, as always, I absolutely love spending time with you, man. Speaking boxing is, is with you is amazing. So thanks for doing this for TV. I'm definitely going to pick this up. Uh, if something else breaks, I'm going to get your opinion on it. You know that. So, David, as always, thank you so much for doing this. All right. IFL, Andrew, thank you so much. Appreciate you guys. Talk soon. Thank you, mate. Cheers. Bye-bye.